Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to Purposeful Marketing, the podcast where we're just trying to help you out and help ourselves out, right? Figuring out that why. That is why we are here. That's what this space is for. Today's topic may go off the rails. I don't know, but that's why we love it. So let me kind of present it to the group here. Maybe I'll ask a starting question. When we think about our day-to-day role, a lot of the time we have to think about, should we be perfect? Well, I have an even better question. Should we be profitable, right? Do we want marketing to be a cost center or a profit center? So when you put those two opposing ideas against each other, being profitable or being perfect, which one should we be? Mary, I'm just <laughs> opening it up right there. It's real broad, real wide. You take it where you see fit. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so I would say in my early days of marketing, when I was getting really excited about um, the potential of digital marketing and how you can attribute certain leads, opportunities, and then customers to a marketing campaign or a marketing channel, I was stoked. I was like, oh my gosh, we can prove everything we've ever wanted to prove about how profitable or how much money marketing can generate, right? So then it's like, as a marketer and like, you know, in-house at industrial companies where digital marketing isn't necessarily at the forefront, you're kind of like taking a backseat to sales. You really are sales support. Not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, that's the fact of the matter. You're doing a lot of things for sales. So to be presented with an idea where all of a sudden marketing is like a revenue generator, a profit center, rather than just a support center, or to your point, Aaron, a cost center where they're just kind of bleeding money and we have no idea what's successful and what isn't. It was super tempting to say, I want to be this center that generates revenue and profit. Now, I would say that's sales job. That's not necessarily marketing's job. If I had to choose between perfection and profit, I would choose profit. But if I had to choose between profit and creativity, profit and innovation, I would choose creativity and innovation. I don't think marketing should be held to the same metrics that sales is held to. I think that you shouldn't just let marketing go off the rails. They should. There's other ways to prove the value of creativity and innovation and marketing other than tying it to revenue and profit. What do you guys think about that? Um, I think that for, for one thing, I think the answer between perfection and profitability is like relatively obvious and it would be profitability. And the way that I think about it is like perfection one is just like a concept. And if you try and draw what that concept is, you're like, well, what's a great marketing campaign? Okay. We drove revenue. We increased our market market share. Um, we did so profitably. We didn't, you know, we didn't do so by just buying $4 million of business with $10 million in cash. Um, and what is a perfect marketing campaign? A perfect marketing campaign costs one penny, converts your entire total addressable market into your customers overnight without putting any workload on your sales team. 
So the perfect marketing campaign cannot and will not ever exist. Like, why would we be worried about that? Like, it's like the concept of perfection is something you should just distance yourself from as much as possible, in my personal opinion, um, because you would be ridiculous to expect it from someone else or yourself. But that's like, that could be just a whole nother conversation. So profitability. I mean, I think that I wouldn't say that you should be choosing between like being creative and innovative or being profitable. Um, I don't know. I think that you have a responsibility to attempt to be profitable. Like you, you have a responsibility to do that. I think your leaders should understand though, the way that marketing is profitable. And if they're looking at your profitability on like a 30 day time frame, like they're just exposing themselves as people who don't understand the way that marketing is profitable, which is by compounding results over time. Um, I, I am definitely curious to hear from both of you having industry or in-house industry experience, like if there, if there are conversations like that, where like, you know, you work with people that don't understand the way that your work is profitable and how. Great question, James. And I love how you deconstructed it that way. And I think I do want to make the comment before we answer that is I'm asking this question a very unique framework because really all I'm saying is like, how should you be evaluated? And I think we struggle as marketers because it's, um, there is that feeling that we need to be perfect. It comes internally, it comes externally. But as we go into this next age of marketing, you need to be close to revenue. I think now I'm going to pivot to your question, James, is, you know, when I worked at a in-house at a Fortune 50 company, one of the biggest um, corporations in the world, I was not close to revenue at all, but I was doing marketing execution. I was trying to do my best, but again, that path wasn't in front of me of where I put my effort in and here's the outcome. It makes it very convoluted of how well am I doing? I'm not really sure, right? I'm just doing executions. Maybe I'm meeting metrics that don't really matter. I think that's the challenge for us as marketers is um, it's not a very clean path from A to B. And, and that's what we want is we just want to um, be progress over perfection. But sometimes I don't even know what I'm progressing to. And I think now I'll answer for my perspective being B2B SaaS. Um, yeah, you probably should be close to revenue, reporting on revenue, marketing source attribution um, to revenue. But I think when we talk about growth, it needs to be a little higher than that. You know, it's not just we did mark, marketing execution that made us revenue, but it's like, as what Mary said, what's that creativity, that innovation? Um, how do customers experience my product? Is it through marketing, sales? Um, is it product led? How can I really have an advantage of that as a marketer and put my input into that to move those? Because those are a little bigger than just um, attributing things accurately and being perfect with that attribution. Mary, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you totally nailed it. That was like such a great point is like, when you are tied to only revenue or to only profit, you're just competing with your own internal teams. And that's what I've seen happen. And when marketing is tied to marketing sourced revenue only, then it's just you're competing with outside sales or you're competing with 
um, some other department in your own company when really it should be you using creativity, innovation, and customer feedback on your marketing campaigns to grow the business as a whole. Like you should be collaborating with customer success. You should be collaborating with sales. You shouldn't be competing against them to try and tie your efforts to more revenue than any other department, which is what I've seen happen when marketers are tied to marketing source revenue only. So that's what, when I said what I said about, you know, choosing profitability over perfection is like, like, please don't fall into that trap. It's like so dangerous to marketers. It's so dangerous to the relationship between marketing and sales or marketing and customer success when really it just wants to, you should use marketing as a growth lever for business. So maybe a follow-up question, which like, honestly would be me kind of skipping over some other things that I thought was really interesting about what y'all said, but a follow-up question would be like, well, what about just tying marketing results to just the profitability of the business as a whole? I mean, cause again, I, we talked about this last time, but it's, it's not about attributing something to one team or the other team or, or figuring out, you know, who produced a result so much as it is about producing more of that result. Um, that's should be the only reason we're doing attribution in the first place is so we know what's working and we can do more of it. But like if marketing at its core, at what it's, if what marketing is doing for you is making your whole business reach its goal metric easier. If it's like, we, we don't work as hard for business anymore. We, um, the business comes to us. We have a position that allows us to be, um, more flexible, more horizontally integrated. We can grow in these directions because of our brand. Like what about judging marketing, the performance of a marketing team on the profitability of the entire business? Yeah, I think that's a great question, James. And I think Mary has a comment after mine is, I think we should all be aligned on profit, you know, and that's really what makes a business survive. And it's like, if you're not growing, if you're not making more money, you're dying. I think there's a caveat to this in the SaaS and then also businesses that are owned by private equity firms or venture capitalists, which is we're doing what we can do to get our next round of funding. That's actually a different game than just being a profitable business and having marketing market to customers so they understand the product, company, service, and brand. I think that's what is challenging for marketers and why we work towards metrics that may not seem like they matter to our customers. I think that's kind of where I always lean is um, if the customer is really the person I'm supposed to be talking to, I should be doing different things I'm doing right now. Mary, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's super interesting. I actually have a follow-up question for you then. Um, so what you've seen in the SaaS world is the goals that VC firms and PE firms are giving to, you know, series A through C startups are actually hurting marketing. So is that kind of like, or they're giving bad habits for marketing to fall into? Is that what you're kind of referring to? That is what I'm referring to. I'm going to use some generalizations, which we love. Yeah, that's okay. Um, is essentially, essentially like, yeah, I think depending on what series of startup you are and you're trying to get your next round of funding, it's 
depending on what is a part of that package, it's like, I may just need more subscribers. So that's why I do all that lead gen, right? I'm not trying to have a profitable business right now. I'm trying to get to my next round of funding, which requires me to have this many subscribers or users at a different level, whatever I'm working with on the VCs on of what my um, metrics are. Like that's what I'm doing, right? Well, I think industrial manufacturing is different, but there's some companies that are owned by VCs and private equity firms. And I know you've heard that spiel too, is like, we need more leads. Like really what they're saying is we need to meet the requirements of our funding and not necessarily we need to meet the requirements of our customers. Um, I know Mary has her kind of classic, like, I don't know if it's Friday, forgive me, Mary, but like happy weekend to, you know, everyone except oh, yeah. <laughs> companies that have marketing report to VP of sales and marketing or, you know, what that, that post that everyone loves, uh, where it's like, say that Bart, say the thing, say the thing. And you say the thing and everyone goes wild. Um, <laughs> but is, I mean, is that as bad as like, like why, why are you this? And this could be going way off topic, but I mean, why, why put a company in a position where they're not reporting to their, their customers, but they're reporting to you. It's like, Oh, I invested, you know, $2.5 million in, in a 15% stake in this company on the condition that they optimize for a metric that doesn't matter to their customers. I mean, what mindset do you have to be in to, to do something like that? And I mean, I, I guess there's probably no explaining why people do this, but I, you just get the feeling that you, you wonder how many more times we can look at a company and be like, man, if they just had never, if they had just taken three more years to get where they are, gosh, they'd be such an awesome company to work with. They'd have such a great product, you know, gosh, this software sucks for all of the reasons that it never needed to, or you, like you can, there's a million softwares out there. We don't use a million of them. We use less than 15 of them. Really? I mean, so what, like, I don't, it's a market that I guess I don't understand what drives people to make the decisions that they make. Um, other than just probably total lack of understanding of what actually goes on because I'm using software most of my day and I probably use less than 20 pieces of software in a month and I'm using it almost my entire day. So like, I, I guess I don't understand what, what your model, how your model could be built that way for success. And I don't know, you may have experienced weeks in understanding whether it produces success or not, but, um, and whether that lack of success or success gets attributed to marketing is like another thing. Like what role does marketing have to play in cleaning up that mess, I guess. Totally. So what you said, James resonates with me in the way of, this is where you hear the term product market fit is hopefully your startup fits in the market right now and there's already demand for it and people know how to use your product and it's at that stage. And I think um, some companies aren't and they're fooling themselves they are. So let's bring it back to marketing. So if you're in that position right now, I'm not gonna tell you to leave your job, but I would tell you to ask your why. Like, is this 
why am I a marketer? Is this what I meant to do? Because there's other jobs out there, right? Or there's just other products I can market. And really going back to kind of the framing of the question at the start, it's like, if you're in your early in your marketing career, like what should you be focused on? You know, should you be closer to revenue, closer to profit? Should you be closer to creativity, closer to brand, closer to innovation? She freelance. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to open that up to the group. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I can say like me as a individual, um, I would love to hear your all's perspective being in different businesses and in-house versus agency and all that good stuff. I would have loved when I was in-house if someone had been like, Mary, our goal is 3% business growth this year. We want to do X, Y, and Z to get there. Where do you see marketing fitting in? Like, I, I would have killed to have someone ask me that as, a, as an internal marketer. But it was never, like, never that. We didn't even know what the biz, overall business goals were. We, I was in, like, a, a medium to large size company. Um, and, like, yeah, I had no idea. It was just yeah, produce these videos for YouTube, write these few bulletins and make sure the trade show booth goes off without a hitch. It was like, and even those activities weren't really tied to any overall business goal. It was just like, do these activities to do these activities. And now being at an agency that's much more open-minded, we talk about budget and profit all the time. And it's like so refreshing to know how I fit into a business's goals, a business's profitability, like the reason it exists, which, hey, is to make money. You know, you're working for a business to make money. So to know I'm contributing in some way to that is like very fulfilling. Yeah, to piggyback off that, I think for anyone who is wondering okay, I'm getting into marketing or I'm, I'm just starting out as a marketer. Um, the part of this that's really interesting to me is the way that businesses work. And I want to, I want to grow and eventually become like a C-suite member, or I want to be like a business leader. Um, my advice to you would be get into a transparent company and do it as soon as possible because it, I was amazed moving to gorilla, what, what you can learn just by paying attention to the messaging that your company provides you about how, here's how well we're doing. Here's what our goals are. Here's what our plan is. Um, here's who's accountable to meet these certain things. Like if your company is giving you all that information, like there's nothing more valuable to be paying attention to because you can over time learn so much about, you know, how would I lead a business? Um, what, what are my ideas? Like whether or not you have the ability at your company to, you know, bring those before your bosses is kind of irrelevant into you gaining the understanding of how all that works. So that was a, I, a tangent that I wanted to plug, um, hearing what Mary said, but I did want to go back to what Weeks said, which was like, you know, do you, do you want to be closer to profit or do you want to be closer to brand or creativity? I feel like this idea that brand is like this creative heady, like, like brand is like the psych rock of the world. And then like profit is like the John Mayer, um, you know, grocery store pop 
that makes all the money. Like that's ridiculous. Brand is profitable. Brand is super profitable if you do it right. And you obviously it's a different question when it comes to how do I show my CMO that it's profitable or how do I show my CEO that brand is profitable? Um, I mean, I don't know if you can show them that, but you should be able to just explain it to them simply. And it, it comes down to what's your time frame for profitability? You know, um, I almost think of it as like, if your work is judging you on a 30 day time frame to complete, if you walk into a 30 day evaluation time frame, then you may have just been a temp employee all along. Like, I mean, come on, like you, we're all on the same team here. We have to have like a long-term goal. Unless you plan on selling the company in the next five years, I want to know what your five-year goal is. Because if we don't do any brand, man, we're going to be doing the same crap to hit, hit the five-year goal. We're just ha going to have to be five Xing it every year because we're not going to get this sustainable exponential growth. I, I, I feel like, so I, I definitely wanted to say that I'm sure none of us would, would tell you that choosing to be close to brand is not also choosing to be close to profit. Um, it probably just comes down to how you measure that success mechanically, not how you measure it conceptually. I think that's a great distinction, James. And I, yeah, let's be clear. I think most companies want to be the category leader, right? The best way to get there is through brand. Um, your brand becomes synonymous with the category. You are the leader of that industry or market. Everybody wants that. So I don't think it's black and white that you should be close to profit. You should be close to brand. You should be close to innovation. I think with this podcast and what I want everyone to do is just ask the why. <laughs> you know, it's like, is this what I want? And is this what I'm most capable of providing value in doing? I think too often in marketing, and again, I'll pick on marketing source revenue, even though I think it's helpful is now everyone's just doing marketing source revenue, right? And no one's thinking about brand. That would be the extreme, but I wouldn't be surprised if that starts happening. So again, just to kind of reframe here, so we can close up shop. If we had the question of profitability versus perfection versus progress, what is your advice for a marketer right now? Where should they be thinking about in the next three years? I would do a combination of just because of the where marketing is right now, where B2B marketing is either SaaS or industrial, you'd probably be focused on profitability first. I think that's an unfortunate thing, but I think that is where your number one aim should be right now. If you're going to be in marketing, number two would be progress, but I would refocus those efforts in progress in what you intuitively think is going to be the next big thing. So that might be organically posting on LinkedIn. It might be a podcast. It might be, um, TikTok. You know, I would say explore the avenues where you think marketing is going. Um, and to your point, Aaron, profitability is an easy measurement. You can tie it back very easily. Um, it's much more difficult to measure creativity and innovation in new channels. Um, I would highly suggest your North Star metric being qualitative customer feedback. If you're required to measure that in some way, find out if you can add that free text, 
how did you hear about us field on a high intent form that gives you excellent insights into if your creative outlets are working. And I would give that 90 days to kind of catch up. So if you're regularly doing a podcast, if you're regularly posting on LinkedIn, if you're doing TikTok a lot, give it 90 days, like let, let people consume it, let people get familiar with you and then report on its effectiveness. But unfortunately I have been, I've actually been like laughed out of a, a marketing strategy presentation because my North Star metric was qualitative customer feedback. They were like, that's not a thing. <laughs> so profit first, progress second. <laughs> How about you, James? Yeah, I mean, first things first, you should just forget about perfection because it's a hindrance, not a achievable goal. Um, and I think that profitability is a is a great place to like align yourself, especially early, like as someone who wasn't doing marketing, but was doing like, I guess you could call it like soft journalism, like lifestyle reporting, um, like tying my work to profitability and thinking about like, how much am I achieving with my time, um, for, and for a specified business outcome, like I'm now like as close to a business outcome as I would have been in my career. Like how can I now judge myself against that is a, it's a good metric, I think, because, or it's a good thing to align yourself against early, because I think it gives you something you can actually look at and know if you're doing better or worse. Um, especially if you're somewhere where you're not receiving a ton of criticism, feedback, um, from your peers or from your bosses. So I think sticking with something where you've got a number is also like, if you get really used to reporting on a number to yourself, um, you can really start to gather a lot of data when you go to get another job or when you go to do X and profitability is the only thing that matters if you're a freelancer. So if you find a way to be super profitable in your marketing work, you know that you can go solo. You know that you can do something on your own. You know that you can make it. Um, it's like the starter survival skill. I think that's actually really valuable. So I would say if you had to choose one place to measure yourself and to really think about how do I evaluate the quality of the work I'm doing, I think profitability is like a great place to start. Well said by both of you. I, I definitely want to echo the idea about perfection, which is something you're going to face throughout your whole entire career and switch it to progress. It's every day we're going to get a little bit better. We're going to learn a little more and execute a little more flawlessly. I think that's the path forward. I do encourage those listening to evaluate their next three to five years. Where do you want to be in your marketing career? If you want to be at the director level, you're going to have to get close to revenue. If you want to be a CMO one day, you're going to have to get close to revenue. I think what you can do along the way is encourage others to, on your team, focus on brand, focus on creativity, focus on innovation. Don't kill that space because we're so focused on profitability. Again, some of the best ideas put that aside and they focus back on the customer and getting them what they need. So 
um, do both, right? <laughs> Get yourself close to revenue, but also foster an environment where you can experiment and grow. So thank you, Mary and James. I, we tackled a really lofty topic and I appreciate the listeners if you have any feedback on this and maybe we'll rein ourselves in next time. Maybe we won't, but you'll find this on Spotify. Um, give us some feedback, DM us on LinkedIn, um, ask us questions. We may have answers. I appreciate y'all. You have a good one. Peace. Bye everyone. <laughs>